Unlock your Bible. Discover the true meaning of life. Learn the cause of world problems and the astounding solution. Prove for yourself what the future holds. In the Trumpet Literature Library, you will find answers to life's most important questions. Explore these vital titles on Trumpet Bookshelf. Welcome to Trumpet Bookshelf. I'm Grant Turgeon. Understanding spiritual truth requires an absolute miracle. This has been something I've thought about quite a lot lately. It's really just an astounding thing to think about. We can look here at 1 Corinthians 2 to make this point. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9 says, But as it is written, Eye has not seen, nor ear heard, neither hath entered into the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Basically, this verse is saying, we human beings would never understand our purpose, our future, the reason for our own existence, unless God showed this to us. It would never even cross our minds without God. Now, 1 Corinthians 2, verse 10, the next verse. But God has revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. We'll go to the next verse in a moment. But notice this quote from chapter seven of the incredible human potential written by the late educator herbert w armstrong and available to you for free at the trumpet.com this is on page 69 of the incredible human potential mr armstrong writes when man refuses to admit even the very existence of his own maker he shuts out of his mind vast oceans of basic true knowledge, fact, and understanding. When he substitutes fable for truth, he is of all men most ignorant, though he professes himself to be wise. Did you realize that you can be ignorant of vast oceans of basic true knowledge and all it takes is to deny the existence of God obviously if we don't believe God exists we won't believe in the entire Bible either and the Bible is the most important book in the entire world the most important book ever written that's quite a lot of understanding to cut ourselves off from simply by denying God. The quote continues here, The Incredible Human Potential, page 69. When man, in the name of science, denies or by indifference ignores his maker, he blinds his mind to what he is, why he is, where he is going, and what is the way. No wonder this world is filled with evils. There has to be a cause for every effect. Mr. Armstrong connects 
atheism with all world problems, denying God, rejecting our creator. It makes us ignorant. And when we're ignorant, our solutions to our problems are ignorant. That should make a lot of sense. Notice here, 1 Corinthians 2, verse 11. For what man knows the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knows no man but the spirit of God. Here we start to understand the difference between animal brain and human mind. Mr. Armstrong talked all about this. This is something that science can't understand because they only focus on physical things, on the material. They are limited to what they can discern using the five senses. Therefore, scientists will compare a monkey brain and a human brain and see hardly any difference at all. The gray matter of the monkey brain is virtually identical to the gray matter of the human brain. And yet, humans can do so much more than monkeys. Perhaps you've seen videos of animals being trained to do impressive tricks. I've seen seals at the zoo that can do all kinds of tricks, jumping through hoops because they're motivated by that fish. The trainer's going to throw them a fish if they will just jump through the hoop. Dogs will do all kinds of tricks motivated by a trainer. And we might think that's impressive, but really that's a credit to the trainer left to their own. Animals would never do such things. And yet human beings can do way more than that. We can speak. We can think animals react based on instinct. They don't know how to think. They don't know how to reason and make decisions based on logic. They can't plan or build or design. There is a vast difference between animals and humans. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 11 shows us that there is a spirit in man. There is a human spirit that sets us apart from the animals. As Mr. Armstrong explains in The Incredible Human Potential, this spirit is not part of the man. It is in man. Like if you swallowed a marble, the marble wouldn't be part of your body, but it would be in your body. It's the same with the human spirit. It's not the human brain, but it is in the human brain. It combines with the human brain to make the human mind. That's what makes us so different from the animals. The human spirit allows us the power of intellect. It empowers the brain with the ability to think. And yet the brain itself 
does the work there. The human spirit is how God plans to bridge the gap between humans and gods. It's how we can become part of the God family one day, become spirit just like he is. This human spirit can work together with God's Holy Spirit. That's what 1 Corinthians 2 verse 11 also shows. Just like there is a vast difference between animals and humans, thanks to the human spirit, there is also a vast difference between humans and then humans who have God's Holy Spirit. Again, the human spirit makes us capable of understanding material things, understanding all the things that humans can do that animals can't do. But then the Holy Spirit allows us to understand spiritual things that no one else can understand. Like Mr. Armstrong wrote here in The Incredible Human Potential, Denying God's existence shuts us off from vast oceans of basic true knowledge. The entire Bible becomes closed off to us when we deny God. We prevent ourselves from reaching that extra level of having the Holy Spirit and understanding spiritual truth. It takes a miracle. It takes God revealing these things to us and opening our minds so we can understand, giving us the Holy Spirit, which is his mind power, so that we can grasp these spiritual concepts without the help of the Holy Spirit, we are cutting off from ourselves vast oceans of basic true knowledge. Everything in the Bible suddenly becomes worthless to us if we reject our creator. The quote that I've used before continues on to page 70 again the incredible human potential you can order yourself a copy for free at the trumpet.com you can read it online there as well page 70 mr armstrong writes but when our minds are opened to the knowledge of our god and his purposes then we have glorious access to the vast missing dimension of knowledge, the very knowledge that God is the divine family, that God is reproducing himself, that he is using matter in the process, and that he opens our understanding to vast vistas of new knowledge. There's a lot we can understand simply by believing in God and believing what he says. When we search the Bible with an open mind, it is incredible what God can show to us. The truth that seems so plain to us when God reveals it to us is like literally a different language to everybody else. 
It takes God opening our minds. It takes a miracle to understand spiritual things. God has to reveal these things to us. And there is a work today where you can hear God's message and your mind can be opened. But what a miracle that is. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 11 is one of the most informative scriptures in the entire Bible. There's animals, and then there's humans, and then there's humans with God's Holy Spirit. Understanding not just the physical things, but the spiritual things as well. Thanks to a miracle from God. And when we understand that it does take a miracle to understand the Bible, it makes us a lot less likely to try to force our beliefs on anybody else. We don't want to proselytize or go door to door or shout on the street corner. We don't want to try to convince all of our friends and relatives to believe what we do. Because we know it's impossible to reach a closed mind. When people are set in their ways and their beliefs, there is no way they're going to understand spiritual truth. God has to work with them in his own way, in his own time, to help them understand I was thinking about how impossible it really is to try to explain God's truth to someone who simply doesn't want to hear it. It's literally impossible. It's just like trying to teach an animal how to think. Could you teach a donkey how to type? I mean, first of all, a donkey would need to understand the language and somehow it would need to be able to think using the brain to move its hooves into the right place to type the right keys. We wouldn't even bother trying to teach a donkey how to type. We know it can't be done. There's no way a donkey could comprehend the English language and be able to start communicating using the English language. But it's the same with the Bible. It is a spiritual language. Now, to be very clear, I'm not saying any human being is like a donkey. I'm just saying it's a different language. The Bible is a different language. And it's a language that cannot be taught to a closed mind, to people who are hostile toward God, toward his truth. It's just not even worth the time and effort to try to break through to a mind like that. God has to work a miracle to open a mind that is closed. There is a lot of information here in chapter seven of the incredible human potential. 
This chapter is titled Bridging the Gap Between Human Man and the Ultimate Spirit-Composed Sons of God. So much in chapter 7 of the incredible human potential cannot be understood by a closed mind. It is absolutely remarkable. The fact of the human spirit and what it actually does for us to make us different from the animals. What the Holy Spirit does to help us understand what no one else can And then there is this awesome parallel between humans being begotten, growing in the womb, and then being born to the entire spiritual process of a Christian. Christians are like an unborn baby. Did you know that? Did you know we can draw a direct parallel there? Mr. Armstrong talks about the physical creation and also the spiritual creation. God has created us physical, but with a human spirit that differentiates us from the animals And then when God miraculously opens our minds to his truth, a spiritual creation starts. It is just like in human reproduction where the sperm cell and the egg combine and a new life is formed at conception. God can impart to our minds his Holy Spirit. He can impregnate us with the Holy Spirit. And we become a growing, developing, unborn baby spiritually. And as long as we are physical human beings, we are not yet born again. That is spiritual truth that cannot be taught to a closed mind. Millions of people are deceived about the born-again doctrine, believing that it is possible to be born again as a human being. But the Bible says something very different. The Bible talks about being born again As a spirit. Now, (laughs) here is a wonderful example of this entire concept of spiritual truth being like a different language to a closed mind. If someone started speaking to you in Japanese or Russian or some language you have no idea of, you would be totally confused. Jesus Christ had a similar experience with Nicodemus. Nicodemus was a prominent Jewish ruler. He wanted to know about being born again. And this confused Nicodemus almost to death. He had no idea what Jesus was talking about. John 3 verse 3, Christ said, 
except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Verse 4, Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? So Nicodemus was trying to think of a literal second human birth. A grown man somehow re-entering his mother's womb and being born again that way. It was like Jesus was speaking a different language to him because he was, he was speaking a spiritual language and Nicodemus's mind was not yet open to understand. One day he will, but he doesn't understand. He didn't understand at that time. Now, Jesus Christ tried to make this clear. Verse six, John three, verse six, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Christ was saying the first birth is a human birth. We all love newborn babies. They're adorable. They're precious. That is the first birth. We're very familiar with that. The second birth is a birth of the spirit. And we will be spirit during that birth. After that birth. And unless you are an invisible spirit being who can travel from one side of the universe to the other in a split second, you have not yet been born again. That's what Christ was saying here. That is hard for a closed mind to accept, though. Mr. Armstrong elaborated on this parallel. He said on page 75, human reproduction Picture spiritual salvation. Just like there is a process to growing and being born as a human, there's also a process in spiritual conversion. It takes a lifetime. It begins when we receive the Holy Spirit upon repentance and baptism, being fully immersed in the water, laying on of hands by the ministry, we receive that Holy Spirit, but that's just the start, and we have to grow. Galatians 4 verse 26 talks about the church of God being our mother. So God is the father. The church is the mother. Members of the church are the unborn babies growing in the womb of the mother. And the way to grow is by letting God form his righteous and holy character in us. Mr. Armstrong emphasized prayer and Bible study, growing in spiritual knowledge, being nourished and fed on spiritual food. He talked about the character development that requires time and experience. This is a lifelong process, growing in the womb of the church, preparing for the spiritual birth. Page 78, Mr. Armstrong writes in The Incredible Human Potential, the human family is the exact type of the God family. God has bestowed marriage and family life on no other form of life except on humans whose potential it is to enter the family of God. 
So when we have children, we picture our birth into the family of God. The husband in that marriage is a type of Jesus Christ who will marry God's church. You can see that in Ephesians chapter 5. So you have God the Father, the church, the mother. Jesus Christ is the Father's son. He is also the husband of those of us in the church. And then Christ and his bride will have billions of children. All mankind will have a chance to enter the God family too. Mr. Armstrong wrote about the parable of the pounds in Luke 19 and the parable of the talents in Matthew 25 and how these parables represent the initial measure of God's Holy Spirit given at conversion. That's page 79 of the incredible human potential. He showed how we have to grow in God's character. We have to do something with what God gives us. Yes, salvation is a free gift, but we are rewarded according to works. Matthew 16, verse 27. We must grow in the womb of the church. Soon to be born as spirit into the God family when Jesus Christ returns. Finally, page 80 of the incredible human potential. To conclude the parallel, as the physical fetus gradually develops the physical features, organs, and characteristics one by one, even so, the begotten Christian must develop the spiritual attributes during this life one by one, love, faith, spiritual knowledge, patience, gentleness, kindness, and temperance. He must be a doer of the word of God. That's what it's all about in this life. This is spiritual knowledge. This is a different language that a closed mind can never understand. It takes a miracle for God to open our minds so we can grasp all of this. But, but ultimately, it's all about family. What a vision, what a hope, what a wonderful life. These are vast oceans of basic spiritual knowledge. And we're so blessed that God has opened our minds to understand. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Trumpet Bookshelf. You've been listening to Trumpet Bookshelf. Please email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for new episodes every Friday at 10 a.m. Central Time.